Hey there, I'm Jackie Ray. Welcome to the early days brought to you by Prouse Chown and a full disclosure, buddy today, Grand Fedoric, leading edge physiotherapy. We're gonna have some fun here. Maybe be the biggest compliment I've ever received. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's ever called me their buddy before. Oh, maybe Heidi. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Where were you born? Uh, I was born here in Edmonton, grew up in Sherwood Park. Okay, yeah. and uh, go to U of A or where? I did, you I did, yeah. Went to Archbishop Jordan High School in Sherwood Park. Shout out to the Scots. Uh, but, and then I went to the University of Alberta. Shout out to the Bears. <laughs> and uh, what'd you take at U of A? I studied sciences originally, and then I got my undergrad degree in physiotherapy. And that's, what I, that's it, you know, and then a, a degree or an after degree in hard knocks. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. But when you're growing up in Sherwood Park, what led you to this, though? That oh, what, what made what you go part, to- physio or the business side? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a really great question. Let's go physio first. Uh, my mom's a nurse. My dad was an engineer, an electrical engineer. And uh, I had two different things. I had one saying, never be an electrical engineer. Don't do it. Don't do it. And another one who I saw go to work every day and came home with amazing stories of success and patients getting better. And she was an operating nurse, an OR nurse. So somewhat of, I'm going to go into the healthcare field. That seems to be the way to go, especially when your dad tells you, don't be an electrical engineer. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So you go to take sciences because of that at U of A. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing what direction to go. I kind of, my, my older brother is an occupational therapist. He kind of led the way in the rehab field. Mom was a nurse and uh, had these great opportunities from school and uh, to decide which path I wanted to take. And believe it or not, it was my my brother, my older brother, who said, Grant, go into physio. It's perfect for you. You love sports. You get to spend time with people. You love people. That's where you should go. So many opportunities chose physiotherapy because my brother told me to. <laughs> you listen to your brother and your dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely. I listen to people all the time. I mean, you tell me what to do regularly. That's valid. That's really valid. <laughs> So now you graduate out yep. of uh, U of A, and what does Grant Fedoric do? Boy, okay, I graduate out of U of A, met my wife in school, first year, first year of, first year of physiotherapy, found the girl of my dreams, went to school with her and had an amazing four years. So right away, decided I have to work. I got to work really hard. That's actually a neat story. We spent some time with my brother in New York City. And my intentions actually, I loved business. I loved the idea of finance and the concept of economics and things like that. I also love people. How could I put those together? And when we were in New York, I had it in my mind. I'm going to, I'm going to actually do this as a career. I'm going to stay in New York. I'm going to become some sort of an analyst in the healthcare field. I'm going to go to work for a bank. This kind of, this dream of Wall Street in my head. And we actually had that all set up, believe it or not. And people don't know this about me, but while that was kind of all happening, we had actually taken a job. I had taken a job at the University of Medicine and Dentistry in New Jersey. My brother had aligned for me. It was a fantastic way to go. And what was your brother doing there? He's an occupational therapist running an occupational... Oh, so in New York? Yeah, oh, in New York yeah. City. And he was running that. And right at that time, we found out my dad had cancer. Right then, I decided, you know what? Life's too short. I want to spend that time, be around my dad going back to Edmonton and I'm going to be a physio and because that's what I trained to do landed a job fortunately in private practice forgot to tell the people in New Jersey that I wasn't coming to work there my first my first week at work <laughs> my phone was ringing and it had a obviously a New York kind of uh, area code I answered and they said you know Mr. Fedorik are you going to be in room 208 at for your first meeting and I said 
I don't think so. I'm in Edmonton. Sorry, I forgot to let you know because all of the things going on in my life, I forgot to actually tell them that I wasn't coming to work for them. But I started in private practice and just decided from that day, my first patient just fell in love with making a difference in people's lives. So I decided I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it as, as best I can. I uh, started taking lots of postgraduate courses, working early mornings to late at night, loved seeing patients. It was what I loved to do, go home, see my wife at the end of the day. We weren't married at the time. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all started. So now you're working for somebody else. Yeah. So me knowing Grant Fedoric the way I know, I, was the seed planted pretty early that I'm going to be having my own physiotherapy? Uh, I, I, I did it as a little bit of a hobby. I love books about business leadership, uh, that sort of a thing. So as a hobby, I had this thing on the side where I'd always, what would a clinic look like if I built it? You know, and, and started building up policies and procedures. It was when everybody else was reading novels or doing things, I was doing that. And at the same time, seeing patients. So at no point, though, was I actually saying, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to start a business. It just kind of was what I was doing on the side. It was actually a kind of a Walt Disney quote, you know, uh, a kick in the teeth is sometimes the best thing for you. That's what led us to actually start the first business that we had. It was more because we were it was the situation, not because we intended to start a new business or anything like that. So what was the kick in the teeth? Yeah, there was a little kick in the teeth. My wife was working for a, uh, for a certain person, for a place, and she was essentially given an ultimatum. It wasn't the greatest time in our life. My dad was palliative. Heidi was pregnant. We were excited. And it was kind of an ultimatum, either do this or that. And if you don't do that, you don't have a job anymore. And, uh, you know, she, she phoned me up on a Friday night. I was going to visit my dad in uh, the hospital. And she said, I don't know if I quit or got fired. And I said, pardon me? And she kind of described the situation. And I said, okay, well, I don't want you to, you know, not have something. We, you're, you're so amazing at what you do. Let's go start a practice. And we found somebody who was willing to sell their practice. And within weeks... We were up and running and Heidi, Heidi and the amazing Heidi Fedorik uh, had this opportunity to kind of start up right away, right from where she left off. And that's where Leading Edge came from. Where was the first location? St. Albert. Oh, yeah, okay. she had already been working in St. Albert and the person who was willing to sell it was called Leading Edge at the time. Interesting story. We, at first, when we bought it, we didn't really like the name. I kind of thought it was, I don't know what the word, not cool. You know, I was like, this is a weird name, but one day we'll change it. And then as we kind of went through this process, I said, you know, if we make it leading edge, if we actually do our best to live up to that name, that could be cool. We can make that cool. And so we kept the name, we grew the practice. It started as like a six bed practice in St. Albert at the back of the Sturgeon Valley Athletic Club and grew it to what it is today, which is one of the largest physio clinics in Canada. So with the first location, and, and you, you, you were both working for different physiotherapists. That's right. How do you come up with the finances uh, initially to start that first business, to buy that business from Leading Edge? Sure. And that's actually one of our success stories is that, and I say this all the time, I, I had been working seven in the morning till eight at night. And at that point, we'd been doing it for a while. Uh, I'd been practicing for almost a decade. So we were in a good situation. Um, we had saved up quite a bit of money. And the beauty of that kind of scenario is that when we started the practice, we didn't need every penny out to pay our mortgage, and we didn't need every penny out to retire one day. 
So because of the situation that we were in, we were able to look at the business like, what if we just put all our money back into it all the time? And so that's kind of how the business was built. What if, what ifs, a whole bunch of what ifs. What if you took all the stuff you hated about where you worked and you did the opposite? What if you took all the money instead of out of the business and you put it back in? What if you made the things that make any business successful, like a community, your focal point or the success of your patients, your focal point and not the business itself. So I'm not going to pretend that this was a charity cause, but what we were able to do is take all of the money and profits and be able to really put it back into the business for the better of our patients. And that's why technology has taken such a huge role in our business because we're able to invest back in those things, not looking to see how much we can get out. So when you're going, what if, so now you have six Lots beds yeah. in St. Albert, and uh, was it just you and Heidi? or you, what, Talk about your first hire of your first physiotherapist. Yeah, early partnership too. What if everybody who worked for you could be an owner or had the opportunity to be an owner one day? So talk about a what if. That's one of the big ones in our world. And so early on, we looked at who, who are some amazing people that we could bring on as owners and partners and share in this success. And Anita Cassidy was one of our early partners, still with us today. In fact, all of our partners that came on over the years, we have yet to lose one, uh, except going back to the very early days, somebody who saw a different direction in their career. Other than that, everybody who's come on as owners are still owners. And we have this other what if. What if you treated all of the people who worked like with you like family? Or what if you actually encourage them to act like owners themselves, even if they aren't owners. So the what ifs keep coming up over and over and over, and we keep going back to them all the time. Let's talk about expansion now. So you, St. Albert, six beds, what was the next move? Yeah, so I, let me give you another what if. What if somebody tells you you can't do it, and you say, well, I'm gonna prove you wrong. <laughs> I, know, I know enough not to say that to you. That's right, and, <laughs> and, and we've done that. So the, the neat expansion of St. Albert actually was this opportunity to grow it. We were doing very well. It was growing on its own, added some more beds, but ran out of space and looked at this opportunity to do something, bring some new technology, a pool to Edmonton, one of the first in-house SwimEx pools that exists in Canada, actually, in a private physio location. So we found a field, we dug a hole, and we put a pool in it, and then we had to figure out how to build a building around it later. And, uh, and somebody uh, decided they would kind of go on this journey with us, built the building, and we've now almost occupied the entire building, almost all 17,000 square feet. And right around that same time that we were doing that, I was still working somewhere else. Now, this is an interesting kind of uh, point of our business relationship. You know, I'm working somewhere else because if things don't go so well over here, I could always offset it. Um, but I had this really neat opportunity with patients that are amazing business people in and around me who are encouraging me to kind of keep going and planting this kind of bug in my ear saying, well, why don't you do it again? And I was kind of comfortable. Things were good. It was growing over here. Leading Edge was kind of getting bigger. But Grant was still working somewhere else, hedging, you know, just wow. being careful. So were you working somewhere else as a physio? I was working at Capilano Rehab Center, which is now oh. one of our facilities, oh, actually. Oh, my goodness. That's right. And I, I was still that. working there. And I was working those long hours just in case. But now Heidi's had a baby. Now I'm working in two places because you gotta kind of run the business and she only took a little time off, you know, the life of an entrepreneur. You don't really, things keep going, have a baby, 
things keep going. You don't get to stop. So I kind of picked up some of that slack, but she was always kind of a part of it, even from the day Darby was born. Um, and what ended up happening is I said, you know, you're right. Maybe I could do another one. So at that point, we started clinic number two. I moved. Uh, we started the clinic in the Royal Glenora Club. Neat story. I just cold called, phoned the Royal Glenora Club, said, you guys are going through some renovations. Do you think a physio would fit in in that location? And the manager said, yeah, that's a good idea. So we were heading out to the lake and I said, looks like we're not going to the lake. Or if we go to the lake, we got to come back early because I've got this meeting at the Royal Glenora Club, Heidi. I think we should do a second clinic. And as Heidi always does is, of course we should. You know, <laughs> sounds good, Grant. Let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah. And away we went. And the second, the second clinic was born. What, uh, if you look back now at those first couple of locations, is there something you go, hmm, could have, wish I had done that a little better? Oh, I think we could have done everything better. Uh, there's nothing that you get right every time. You take on too much. You try mm-hmm. to, you know, you, you, you spend a lot of time in them. Um, I look back at those days, though, as, as stressful as they were, I look back at them pretty fondly because you, you, you just see what you were able to do. What would I change? Oh, boy. Uh, certainly having more help around, you know, and it, handing off a few more things early on. You kind of look after it. It's your baby. I compare the business to the similar to our kids. Our first one was born with clinic number one, and our second one was born with clinic number two. As clinic number one was kind of growing up, they do it in the same stage. At first, all you're, you're just worried about keeping them alive every day. And when they cry, you jump at it and you respond immediately. As they get a little bit older, they have different needs. You know, now, now they're going out on their own and you're worried about it because you're not there. Uh, and I can kind of put all of those analogies together. It's kind of like it, when you have your third kid, we haven't, but we did do a third clinic. <laughs> I was going to say. So you, you start to figure it out and you're so much more mature. You know how to handle it. You know when things go wrong that, you know, it's not going to, things won't go totally sideways. They'll be okay. So the stress kind of goes down and people will say to me, boy, why three or why four? And definitely there was a point in time when it got complicated uh, around clinic number four, I would say, because it's just totally different challenges when you're torn in four different directions versus two or three. I believe that. Two's man to man. Heidi was in one, I was at the other, Anita was there. So number three, now we're doing it. And neither of us, none of the three of us are actually there. So which is that location? Windermere. Okay. And so that's where you really put your trust in the people you bring on board. And uh, you got to get that right. And we did. We hit a home run with our two partners, Justin Koch and uh, Jonathan Tong. So very fortunate. Along the way, we actually brought on other partners as well. Before we started Royal Glenora Club, two new partners. We actually convinced them to move back from Kelowna, which, by the way, huge, great decision because Edmonton's much better. St. Albert's so much better. Um, But nonetheless, they came back. So we've been always surrounded by people who saw our vision and wanted to be a part of it. And played a role. So I would never change that for the life of me. So uh, location number four? Yeah, that was the, that, there. Let's now we're talk. talking about the big change. Yeah. This was an acquisition. This was buying mm-hmm. the clinic I used to work at. And so we bought the Capilano Rehab Center, which was kind of nice because it was known to me. I knew the people there, they knew me, but now it's something that operated in a different way. Obviously there were things that I saw as being different and wanting to do different. That's why I left there. So now can we, bring a group of people who've been doing it a certain way and say, maybe try it this way. And I'll tell you, it's really a, it's a, it's a long process. It's a fun journey. It's a people journey because it's about the people. 
And, uh, you know, I would say I'm very proud. We've just recently moved it into a bigger location. And it's just, uh, it's also a big sense of pride for me because that's, it's making its difference too. What do you, what was your biggest, you know, for, as I see you expand, 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 you're, mm -hmm. you're, I, and I know that's the way your mind works. Yeah. Now we've got, uh, you just opened one on Duke. Yeah, that's number nine in the Edmonton region. <laughs> Calgary. Calgary was uh, an acquisition, but we're doing some new, what we call green fields, brand new, so from scratch. So we're doing one in the University District of Calgary. Kelowna. Yeah, we're looking in Kelowna. We're looking at uh, doing a green field there as well. So that would be a brand new location. Meaning when I say green field, it's something we started, not something that we acquired. Acquisitions and green fields, kind of a mix. I really enjoy the green field process kind of like building a house from scratch instead of buying somebody else's house. That's the way I like to use the analogy. And you buy somebody else's house and you start hanging pictures on the wall and changing it a little bit. But when you build your own house, you kind of get all of those little things the way you like them. Uh, community forward is big for us, being part of the community and making sure that we hire people so our staff understand how important communities are to us and the impact that you can make in not just charity, but volunteerism and uh, giving back and being a part of the community. Sometimes when you go into some, a place that's already got employees and they don't see the same values as you, it takes a little longer for them to catch that, kind of see the, see the value there. Uh, yeah, and, and for Leading Edge, I know f for you, you, you always talk about people. Yeah, that's, and that is your business because it it's is. people like me coming in saying, yeah. hey, I got a bum knee, I got a curl next week, get me up and going. That's right. Uh, and, but you have a great team. Like every, when you go into a physio, a leading edge physiotherapy, the team is having fun, but they want to make you better. Absolutely. It's, it's the other what if. What if the patient is, if every decision you make is first about the patient and not about how am I going to make money off of the patient or how am I going to keep the doors open? It's more about what can we do for this patient to give them the best chance at recovery? We have technology that will probably never pay itself off. The TRV chair is a good example. It's for vestibular dysfunction. It's the first one in Canada. It was $175,000. And in, in some fields, that doesn't sound like a lot. But in physio, that's, that's not a small amount of money to invest in something. But when we see a patient who uses it, who had no other chance of recovery, and then they get off and they talk and they say, wow, this just made a huge difference in my life. I now can do X, Y, Z. I can enjoy time with my kids. They're not getting on a, uh, you know, a wheel-go-round or anything like that or a merry-go-round, but they've got a change in their actual lives. Then that investment for us is, is worth everything. You know? And so it's, it's kind of awesome to be honest with you, to see those kind of changes in people. And yes, it comes down to the people, the people we hire and the people we're so fortunate to get to care for. With, with so many locations, your productivity, mm -hmm. uh, do you have any productivity hacks, any tips that you could give those watching that, because your plate is overflowing. Yeah. So there's got to be something, you know, for time management or what the heck is it? No, you know, it it's definitely comes down to prioritizing. It, it's, it's those things. What are the things that need to get done on a daily basis that absolutely have to get done? Uh, those, those get checked off on my sheet every day. So I'm very good at knowing what has to get done. And what's a priority to somebody else might not be the priority for the whole group. So, you, so I, I don't know if there's a hack. But an ability to sit back and look at a big picture, get out of the new, you know, the mundane day-to-day -day parts of the business, 
so that you can sit back and say, this is important for everybody. I have to get that done because it influences and impacts the most versus this impacts the one person who's been nagging me to get something done, but really it's not the priority for the big picture. I will get to those things or those are the ones that you have to trust other people to take care of for you. So I think it's this, I don't want to repeat the things that you can read in any book. Don't micromanage. That's such a, you need to micromanage sometimes. It's absolutely essential as a, as a good leader to know which things you should be micromanaging, but you prioritize and know and learning and trying to figure out what those are for your business. There's my hack. Yeah. You know, you look at that many locations as well. I find it, uh, I, when I've said to myself sometimes, okay, how, why is leading edge physiotherapy so successful? And it's obviously, number one, you do take care of your patients, but then y- y- marketing, you believe in marketing. You're, you're everywhere in the city, and that's, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and marketing is really important to us. It goes to a what if. What if you know you've got something, and how do you get as many people to know that you do it? Because a good example is pelvic health. It's something nobody wants to talk about. It's embarrassing for some. People want to just not be out in front of that. They have a problem with incontinence, but they don't want to talk about it. But we can make a difference in somebody's life, literally. It's something that can be solved. But if nobody knows you can solve it, do you know who's running ads for that? Depends, all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what do people do? That's what they think the solution is. So our advertising, I know this is going to sound interesting, it's not self-serving. Our advertising is how do we share with as many people the value that we can bring to them? What can we do for them? What are the difference we can make in them? So that's often why I love the show where I talk about different injuries, what you can do for yourself, when to come in, when you should you see a physio. Might be us, might be somebody else. Our advertising is caught in in communities that we aren't even in. And yet I see a huge value in that because I know that the more people who know about what we do as a profession as well, not just leading edge, mm-hmm. then we're making a difference in their lives. So it's, it's about doing it for the right reasons. And I think people see through advertising for advertising's sake, meaning you're advertising just to build your business versus the kind of advertising which we do, which I hope people see as being genuine and really because we're trying to make a difference in people's lives. So to me, I think it's very important for people to learn about the value we bring to the community and, and physio as a whole. And, and, and like you say, we really don't want to see you come back. We don't want to see you come back. <laughs> and I say this all the time. I mean, I, unfortunately, life is what it is. I'm trying to fix you up as fast as possible. But I also know that life is going to throw you a curveball. So we hope you choose us next time and something happens. Uh, team building. Team building. You do that a lot, don't you, with your team? A lot of, it's all, it's yeah. so important because the impact we can have on a patient's life really depends not just on the physio standing there. So from our perspective, every single piece is important to a patient's healing. That means the phone call they make. You won't see Leading Edge, no matter how big we get, ever have a call center. Never. It is effective. It's efficient. You can go AI. Artificial intelligence can do it. They can answer questions. We can have a button where it's some, who knows, computer answering people's questions, all trying to get them to just phone us. But all I know that the first step somebody makes might just be a phone call. And that phone call is the first step on their journey. So that phone call, that first phone call to one of our administrative staff is as important as their first appointment because it's the first step. So if they don't feel welcome, if they don't feel trust, if they don't feel a genuine caring from that side of the phone call, 
And we've, we, we're not on the path to their journey or we're not a part of their journey already. So it's so important to me, each one of those steps means something in our team, whether it's the person who cleans our clinics, because a clean clinic shows you care, mm-hmm. matters. Our janitors are as important as anybody else. And, and it's that way through the whole thing. So they should be rewarded too. And we should care for them and we do. And we treat them like family as best we can. When was your first location open in St. Albert? 2008. So at Jackie Ray's math, that's 16 years ago. Yeah. And what's the future of leading edge physiotherapy? Well, we, we would love to be the first people to put a physiotherapist on Mars. Um, <laughs> that's a little ways away because the technology can't get there fast enough. Uh, and I'm not Elon Musk. I can't just build my own rocket. But certainly to bring our community based, our community forward, uh, focus on excellence, our focus on people, that sort of a that sort of a vibe, I guess, is the term I would use to as many communities across Canada as we can. And I I will speak about Edmonton because I'm and whether it's Sherwood Park or Edmonton or this region or Alberta as a whole, I do think that we have a way of looking after each other that is ingrained in so many of us that I really do think that there's a benefit as we bring that kind of feeling across the country to different clinics and and also our ability to give back. The bigger we get, the more we can give back. And for me anyways, as you know, there's nothing I enjoy more. I get more smiles and tears from being at Run Wild or at the various charity events, your curling event. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, it's the thing I really, really love. I love to see a community being healthy, successful, thriving, having fun laughing, as we do, <laughs> we telling do. jokes. <laughs> uh, and there's, by the way, for anybody listening, if you don't know this, there's as much evidence for a laugh in medicine as there is for anything else. So. And, we can, and life doesn't have to hurt, does it? No, it should be funny. Should be funny, exactly. It should be funny, even when you fall, it, there's still some humor can be found in there, no matter what's going on in your life. Thanks for joining us. This has been the early days with Krauss Chown. Grant, awesome. Thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs>